0: Hello and welcome to an episode of Talking Mayans. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. And I'm here with my uh with the host of the show, uh Jen. Um she's having some technical difficulties. So while she uh, while we're waiting for her to uh take care of her technical difficulties, I want to let you know that of course uh, we have a website. It's called indieradio.org. That's indyradio.org. You can go there to find out about all of our different podcasts, including talking about my talking Mayans, <laughs> MC. Okay, and so uh, make sure that, that she goes. Make sure everybody um, goes and checks it out. So I think we have Jen back.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes, you have me back.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, how are you doing?
1: Um, I'm. I'm actually, I guess, pretty good. I guess pretty good.
0: All right. All right. So now the floor is yours. I did my own intro, so do yours. (laughs) Take it over.
1: You know, I'm I am just going to jump immediately into. uh, Wow. This was quite an episode. Um, It fulfilled all the things that I felt like last episode didn't fulfill. Um, And it was who wasn't just heavy and intense. It was like implication big. I, I, of all the people that watch the Mayans that I have regular contact with, um, it's so funny how they uh, sometimes the everybody's opinion sort of wavers about who do they like more, Angel or uh, EZ. and in this episode, wow, it was just split right down the middle, like. So many people were like, oh, my God, Angel has been so amazing. And then it also at the same time, this episode, wow, JD was just unbelievably awesome as uh, Ezekiel. I I, I really love. And also, I loved the fact that in this episode, there were so many characters that got to really shine. Of course, my favorite is Coco. But what, what were your first opinions or what was your first impression of the whole episode?
0: Oh, I thought it was excellent. Um, I enjoyed it quite quite a bit. Um, it was very entertaining. And it ended really, with a bang. <laughs> Literally. Uh, and I really like Bishop in this episode. I feel like Bishop you know who I love obviously. Um, Bishop was uh, really good. And I really and I felt like because some of those characters in the first two episodes I don't feel like they got enough run. And mm-hmm. then this one we got more Coco. We got more Bishop, you know, which was pretty cool. Um, we got more uh, Emilio Rivera you know um, in it, you know. And I would say in this episode the Galindo part wasn't as uninteresting as it had been. Uh, it still was the weaker part of it but it wasn't mm-hmm. uninter- like it It kind of came up a couple of notches for me. So um so I you know I thought it was good very good.
1: It's you know what's funny about uh about this week's episode is it's it, it's kind of like they um like they like this is where they were trying to pull all the story threads together in last episode and and for whatever reason it didn't quite work and so it helps me to sort of think of last week's episode and then this week's episode as kind of like one giant episode and then stuff starts to work for me when I think about it as two separate episodes it kind of makes my head hurt right
0: right right no I agree so
1: so the the beginning of this episode uh sort of picks us up with what happened at the end of the last episode, which was the cops killing uh, one of the Mayan's own and uh, what their plan is then to uh, get payback, I guess, basically. Um, And uh, what did you think about that whole plan that to me that seemed remarkably well thought out?
0: No, I thought it was really good. Yeah. The, the one thing that you could say is a little sketchy about it was relying on a junkie to you know
1: yeah make
0: it happen. so but they had in a way they had no choice but um no i like the plan
1: it, it you know it's funny because the uh, i'll say something about uh hope who was played by uh vanessa giselle giselle i think I think mm-hmm. that's the way i saw her name um I, something about that—it's—it's it's really hard, actually. I think to play that kind of uh, desperate, sort of uh, almost, uh, almost out of body experience that she was playing—it it was quite fascinating. But what what it set up and what I feel like the point was of having her be so despondent and so sort of out of it uh, on both levels, both you know, on drugs and off drugs, is that it gave all the members of the club a chance to kind of shine around her as in like you know show some compassion show some uh depth of emotion show some actual concern whereas you know we don't always get that we don't always get a lot of times we get uh sort of the the colder aspect to stuff that they do so it was kind of nice to see some of that stuff coming forward i mean i know we've seen it with coco and we've seen it with a couple of others but it was sort of nice to hear them all introduce who they were and you know just that kind of stuff but it was the the thing that i really liked about that the the front part of this episode which dealt with sort of chasing down the cops was that it it felt very much like um like like this is what the club would do because this is what the club would do, not this is what the club would do, and it's forced in some way because we need to see what's happening. Or um, you know, narratively, the, the story has to unfold in one way so that we can get a glimpse into what's happening and that maybe changes the way that it, it maybe normally would unfold. This felt pretty organic. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I've never been in a motorcycle gang, so you know. The best well, allow I
0: me to uh, tell you about my time in a motorcycle gang. <laughs>
1: yeah, the, the the closest claim to fame that I can come is, hey, I watched Sons of Anarchy every night that it was on. So.
0: <laughs> so much the same.
1: <laughs> Somehow, I don't think that counts. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so, so the, the, and uh, you know, okay. Okay. I I just have to ask this. I I'm, I'm totally convinced that Coco is basically everybody's daddy. I I don't know how he always makes himself everybody's daddy, but somehow he always does. And the, the line when Coco tells easy, there's no going back from this. Look, I don't know about you, but it felt like, you know, when your dad sits you down at the table and basically, like, tells you, okay, you know, here's all the things that you need to know to be an adult, and basically you've known them forever. And, I mean, obviously, Easy knew what was happening, but it's so sweet that Coco sort of had to call that out, you know? Right. It just tells you something about the the kinship and the bond in this group.
0: No, I love it, man. And then that scene where, you know, the scene where everybody says their name and all that, that was so touching.
1: It it was kind of cool. It was actually kind of cool. It it gave them a more human uh, feel, I think, which was kind of nice. Right. But it, I hope that they don't do too much of that because the last thing that I want are a bunch of squishy Mayans riding around. I don't really want my Mayans TV show to be, you know, all about the... Uh, compassion and love. If I was going to do that, I would tune into you know Mayans, the monks, or something. So, yeah. Hopefully, that's you like
0: uh, gangsters, gangster.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think we're in that danger at all. But you know what I'm saying. The, the we, well, I th- I feel like we definitely are in a uh, kinder and gentler season, where the bad stuff that's happening feels very external and not internal. I mean, even even the stuff that affects the gang itself didn't actually. It wasn't the Mayans doing it. You know, the Mayans didn't kill. Uh, the, the, it just feels gentler. I guess that's the only word I can come up with. Gentler. It does. I, I mean, so far, obviously, we're only you know very short in, but it just feels like that all the big violence hasn't. It, it isn't. It's not coming from them. It's coming from outside, which is kind of cool. But and and also in this episode, we see that look if you push them, if something happens, they will respond. They have no hesitation about exacting justice. I to, so to that end, I, just staying along with this story uh, with the with the cops. What you know, something that that just totally at the beginning was just baffling to me Uh, by the end. I felt like, Oh wow. At at the very end of this episode, um, before we get into the other stuff, the very end of this episode, we saw, um, I think one of the most brutal shootouts that I think I've ever seen just recently. And it, it, had a huge impact on me, and I was trying to understand why, and I think I understood it, it's it's the it's the firing squad mentality right it's you don 't know who really killed the person. you just know that you're shooting at the person, so it could be your bullet that killed them, it maybe it's not your bullet, and it felt like to me that was like sort of a, a club ability to keep culpability on the club instead of on any individual person. I just absolutely loved that.
0: I, you know what? First of all, I love the fact that they killed that jerk. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> completely. Uh, that guy's a really good actor too, by the way. Uh, he's he plays jerks a lot. He, um, but
1: uh, and I wasn't really sad to see his mob go. That's kind of bad, but I wasn't really sad. Not
0: bad at all. I wasn't sad either. Forget his mama. His mama was just now. You see why he's so jacked up
1: she wasn't even interested in her what was going on with her son. She was more interested in what was happening with her you know stuff,
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that yeah but um so no I, I didn't feel bad for mama 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 got what she had coming to her <laughs> you know but
1: it, but I liked the idea that they strung them both up together, mm. like you know, wow, that seemed pretty uh it, intentionally important. Mm. Yeah, I I definitely. Yeah, that was kind of cool. All right. So let's go. Let's let's talk a little bit. We'll come back to this, too. But let's talk a little bit about the uh, about the Reyes uh, side of things with Felipe and Dita. Um, I I don't know about you, but my heart got pulled just a tiny little bit when Felipe said that he was sorry to his wife. Uh, It pulled at my heartstrings. It made me sad. Really? Didn't it make you sad? I mean clearly he had some kind of affair or something with Dita. Uh
0: no, it make me sad. It my attitude was go. My attitude was uh uh you know, just oh wow, dad is uh dad was uh doing his thing. <laughs> you know.
1: But he cheated on his wife. Well, you know what happened. Oh, man, I don't know. For somebody who spends so much of his time talking to Ashes, uh, it seems like a bigger betrayal than normal to have now a revelation come out and he can't even tell her that he's sorry because she's dead.
0: Well, I think she has other things to worry about, the fact that she's dead.
1: Well, actually, I would argue that she has nothing to worry about now that she's dead. So well,
0: well, you don't know that. Maybe, maybe there's things on the other side that you got to worry about.
1: I, I suppose it's possible.
0: I'm not a death expert, but, uh, <laughs> no, but, um, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Cause you know, but it just shows more once again, that he's a human, you know, that he did something, he, he's a good man, right. But he did something not good, you know,
1: it, it seems to me that this uh, that this season is is shaping up at least a little bit to be uh, a lot of not just how the past affects what you're doing today because I feel like we got a ton of that in last season, but more um, how in in a similar situation with another show that we go through in podcast how the sons of the or how the sins of the father sometimes transfer to the sons kind of maybe not experiencing consequences directly related to those sins but experiencing the very same decision making and the very same uh maybe not so great judgment as the father like you can really see how not just flawed Felipe is, which is kind of good because I hate the fact that, you know, he always seems like he's so saintly in some ways, even when he's, we know that he's done bad things Um, to sort of get that perspective on him is kind of cool, but it also kind of gives you an idea about why Angel and Coco are so maybe flawed Mm -hmm. in their, uh, in who they are too. I mean, this is where they came from. They came from this kind of environment. It's I I like it actually. It, it feels like this is sort of telling us, easy and angel didn't. It's not like the apple falls far from the tree.
0: Yeah, it's not like he. It's it's not like um, man. We don't know where this come from, and you know and. You no know, daddy daddy was a difficult or not a difficult, but I would say daddy was a interesting individual,
1: very yeah,
0: and uh he you know, and I think he has a lot of regret, so I think a lot of what they are going through um or a lot of what is going on with um maybe that's why he doesn't judge them too harshly, mm. If, he has guilt associated so what I, get, what, I, point. what I get a lot from him is like he has a lot of guilt you know like he probably feels like he feels like uh, his wife died because of him whether it's true or not you know
1: yeah yeah you know I, I, I like the connection between uh, Felipe and the Galindos just because I feel like that's you know one more element that kind of binds everybody all together. But I also think that uh that this has some pretty explosive undertones, which I don't I have no idea where they're gonna land, but mm, yeah. I, I feel like they're definitely setting us up for some pretty interesting things to happen down the road.
0: Well, so, he, he definitely remembered because he threatened him he threatened him by saying Yeah. That- Basically, uh, yeah, pops. I don't know what you up to, but
1: stay away from my mom. Yeah, okay. yeah. Do you think? It, do you think that is he saying stay away from my mom because he actually cares about his mom, or do you think he was saying stay away from my mom? Look, I've got enough things on my plate right now, and the last thing I need to do is be squaring off in some kind of weird romance.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where he smelled a rat. You know, mm. like something. Okay, what's going on with this guy? you know like right He, he just, incorrectly he just realized that okay it didn't make no sense that she ended up there you know he, he's like I was born at night but not last night right <laughs>
1: it, it, it kind of made I feel personally like it kind of made him it made Miguel feel like he was maybe uh, a little bit more back to being the Miguel that I know and love so much because you're such a dick, you know. Uh-huh. I I mean I, I let's let's face it, you know, Miguel in the first couple episodes here has kind of felt a little bit squishy, not super strong and, you know, kind of, yeah, okay, I'm the big bad. He was feeling a little, I don't know, just not not himself. Now he does feel like he's maybe back to being a little bit more of himself. But also in this episode, we also have Miguel sort of being paraded around by Potter again. Um you know, taken out to the middle of God only knows where, which seems so weird for them to have this uprising and meeting out there, but okay. Um, but that you know, he, he tells them that there's this, uh, terrorist uprising that he wants to Miguel to get one of the leaders bloody out of the situation. And then of course, Miguel goes back to, um, goes back to uh Adelita and tells Adelita what's going on and then there's sort of that kind of meeting of the minds. I you know it this is it's super complicated what is going on here. I, I really think that this could be a central uh and very cool story plot if they do it well. Um, but I also feel like it already has the potential to get so overly complicated that, God, I hope we don't sort of lose sight of some of the little things that are making this good.
0: Yeah, that's that's the big problem with these things, is that it sometimes loses perspective in that way.
1: Well, because every week, kind of brings forward something maybe a little, because, I mean, you got to do it that way, right? You have to have something serial in your series. There has to be something that carries people forward from one episode to the next. But then there also has to be things that are compelling in the episode that you'll remember three episodes, five episodes next season down the line when you need to have that information. So you also have to set up a lot of information. And I recognize that this is a, a pretty tough line to walk here. But I also feel like, look, you know what, there is such a rich world to deal with that we can have the best of all worlds here and it can still be really awesome. I, I will say that it did feel a little bit like maybe Emily is trying to figure out what she needs to do, but oh, man, I'm sorry. I, I I love the actress that actually plays Emily And in most things, I feel like she just does such a great job. And I know that it's just the character of Emily that I hate. But I just hate Emily. I just hate her. I'm so 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 sorry. I can't stand it. I, I, I feel terrible because, you know, I want to embrace this idea of, like, you know, women in power and you know, uh finding a voice that's bigger than your own to compete with the big boys on the stage. And but I just cannot get past the character that is Emily in both her representation and how she and how she even approaches Ileana. I mean it just it felt so Oh, I don't even know what the word is. It felt whiny from the outset. And then it didn't, I don't think the 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 gravitas of what was happening with Ileana, we weren't allowed to participate in that. And that felt like such a huge mistake because if we had been allowed to participate in just a smaller amount of that, I think it would have had so much more impact, but as it is, it just feels like she basically acquiesces to Emily because yeah. Okay. I need the money, but I mean, I I don't find anything super
0: compelling
1: out of that. Did you?
0: No, no. I mean, you remember I've been on her for a while about me, not liking that character. So uh, it's definitely not, not a fan uh
1: what do you actually think about what that whole sort of uh episodic piece was about Emily trying to basically bribe Ileana, and Ileana looking at Emily like, dude, I know what you're doing
0: um well it's it's been a cautionary too see there you know you were talking about women finding their voice and stuff like that, but there's a reason why men such as um galindo um is uh, keep his you keep your woman out of this because if they, you know, when you start being part of the crime, then your ass is going to go to jail. You know, and most of these guys, they don't want their wife to have to um, like if they 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 basically made amends that this is the life they're going to live, right? So what they don't want is so if they go to jail they'll have to carry that you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. then when you gotta go you don't want your wife to have to carry that because um, what ends up happening is you um, you know you have uh, excuse me sorry Um, now like you have children and whatnot who's gonna take care of the children and all that good stuff right so I believe that he that she's in fact right about. Um, I'm sorry, he's right about trying to keep his wife out and he knows better, you know, and I think he needs to take a more assertive uh, posture with her and say, you know what, I love you. But no, that's not what I need from you. That's not that is not a uh, um, that's not what we need.
1: I I don't, I I don't I don't I mean okay so that that's that's one interpretation I, I I would not mind if the character of Emily had been written a little bit differently um, that that she was more involved in his everyday business but the character doesn't seem to support that kind of involvement and also in season one of the Mayans em- I don't feel like Emily ever sort of came out, or at least that we had a proper understanding of her acceptance of the Galindo way of life. I mean, and Miguel says it in this episode, he says, you know, look, no, you're, you're heading down the path of the way that I do things. You know, I don't want you to get your hands dirty this way. This is, we agreed that this wasn't what was going to happen. And it's like, it's like okay, I I think I sort of understand what they're trying to do. Maybe, maybe by making Emily uh, a little bit ambiguous about what she actually wants, because she just haven't hasn't gotten the results yet. And so maybe when she gets the results, she'll understand why the power is so addictive. Why there's so much more to sort of explore with doing things the way that Miguel does them. And maybe that will act as kind of a drug by itself. And, and that would be a great story to explore. But the problem that I have with it is that the way that they have written Emily, she just doesn't have the kind of fortitude as a character to make it convincing that this, that, that is even feasible or possible. I mean, honestly, I felt like she was so much that, that you know what really got me this this uh, episode the, the 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 turning point for me with emily was her getting upset at miguel and then telling dita don't you dare touch my kid and and it it just i mean it further reinforces to me that that the way that they have written emily is a complete and total emotional basket case she can't even rein in her own emotions in a way that makes sense around her own kid when we're supposed to be led to believe that all last season that was the only thing that was on her mind, and I just—it's it, hard for me to reconcile. You know what I'm saying?
0: It seems like she wants to be the she wants to be the godfather herself.
1: I I I I could even understand that honestly. I could even get to that, but I can't get to it where we are right now. Uh, where we are right now, it just makes me think that Emily is either either the character is being inauthentic to herself. Or that she has some kind of uh, emotional disability that is preventing her from seeing things properly. I, I don't know. I don't like to think either way because I don't think that's the way that she's written. But that's the way it's coming across. Yeah. It, it's this is my one super big complaint about the Mayans, right? Everything else, I, I, I mean, you know, sometimes I feel like the story is a little soft and whatever. But for the yeah. most part, I love it.
0: Show no, or actual Mayans?
1: No, or the the Mayans the show. Yes. And and really, it's just sort of that one Emily piece that just throws me off every single time. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to uh, the we have a couple of uh, pieces that we didn't sort of cover in the show, which I think are kind of important. Um, one is the way that uh, the way that uh Ileana was able to reconcile for herself that she was going to accept Emily's money that seems to have some pretty big implications don't you think
0: yeah yeah I think she's going to end up of course it's going to go south
1: well yeah there's there's kind of some of that stuff involved but I I also sort of recognize that the Galindos have a kind of get out of jail free card pun intended with Potter um not always, <clears throat> and, and I think this is actually going to come to fruition in the next couple episodes, but it seems to me that if if Miguel is going to play both sides of the Potter fence, if you will, um, that he's going to have to coordinate with Adelita, which is what I feel like we saw at the end of this episode, um, in a way to sort of, uh, you know, quell things and then stir things up. Like with one hand, I do this and the other hand, I do this. Did you get that too?
0: Yeah. No, I did, definitely, yeah.
1: And and I don't think that Potter is dumb. So, having said that, I also think that this eventually will not just get found out, but that the two of them now have enough to, I think to sort of make this a very bloody fight between uh, you know, what's happening Uh, with Adelita's side and what's happening with the Potter side and Miguel in between. I think there's the potential for some really big things to happen, but I have to wonder um, whether Potter, who we know, again, is not dumb, won't pick up on some of this stuff and realize that he's getting played.
0: Oh, he's definitely going to, but my question is how long will Potter be in the mix? Ultimately.
1: Huh. In, in, in a certain way, I kind of hope there for a while. Because having Potter in the mix gives a, a, a kind of, not just legitimacy to uh, Miguel's side, but also it makes the entire story have some bigger, larger-than-life tones, um, which... I think sometimes they may need, they may need to rethink things deus ex machina, which, you know, in most cases makes you go, oh, that's terrible. But in this case, it kind of lines up and works. And, and it seems like it could be a good thing. Right like easy's past getting completely erased you know those kinds of things and and I mean they totally make sense in the story context but it also gives us an easy out for a lot of stuff that otherwise would take just so long to explain
0: yeah I mean I I feel like this is going to be they need a villain from the old show and Potter was kind of unresolved in the last show right I wonder if probably not but I'll throw this out there. I wonder if there was any thought at the time when he was on Sons of Anarchy and his his uh, thread wrapped up. Did they ever think like if I ever do a um, spinoff, they wanted him in there. I wonder.
1: I don't know. It, it certainly works. It, it, it really does. It, 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 the Potter storyline does not feel forced to me. It feels very fluid and very authentic. I, 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 I was sort of afraid that maybe it wouldn't, but it really does work. And and I kind of love his assistant almost even more than I love him. Yes. She's just so badass. I really like her. So uh, at the end of this episode, uh, Easy and Angel roll up on Angel's house,
0: and
1: I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen there. Um, oof. What do you think?
0: Um. I, honestly, honestly, I don't want him to, I think, okay, this is what I think is going to happen. I feel like it's going to make it seem as if he's going to get killed. Yeah. And then I think what's going to end up happening is it's going to, it's going to be something else that will allow them not to do nothing to him. I think, ultimately, he's Somehow he's gonna. There's gonna be some sort of save. You know what I mean? Like, oh, because like, did they? Act, they didn't show him actually killing his mother, right?
1: No, they, we don't. We. I mean, well,
0: he was there, right? He was there. So I think somehow he's gonna give them some piece of information about someone else, and maybe he's gonna even insist assist in them getting uh, actual retribution. Hmm. So I think I just feel like Happy, because honestly, I have a feeling that Happy is going to end up being on the show. Yeah. As a regular. And I think this is just, they brought him in to make it look like he's going to be fodder. And then it's going to turn out that, you know, they're going to put the guns on him and everything. And then he's going to be talking and then he's going to convince them yeah. yeah, he knows something.
1: Yeah, I kind of get that sense too.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, w- what they would have ended with, you know, a gunshot or something at the last episode. You know, I I, I wanted to bring up just one quick little trivial point <clears throat> or point of trivia when uh, when Easy and Angel mm-hmm. hop on the road the second time after they uh, after the funeral and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um they ride past uh the rock where eleven thirteen ninety three is etched in the rock and you, you know what that was from uh-uh. that was uh from where Jax's dad was killed by the trucker
0: oh that's right 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 right
1: yeah so uh, you know it, it it feels like that there's there's some interesting foreshadowing perhaps in a strange symbolic way i mean they drive past basically the place where <laughs> The, the dad, the dad uh, where we're supposed to remember the dad being killed, and that was complicated too. So,
0: right. So yeah, it's uh, and I kind of felt like this even after the first last season, you know, that it's going to turn out to be, you know, and because I, I, they, I think they're just going to get happy on the show. He's going to be like a. Um, I'm not saying he's going to join the. Join the uh, the Mayans. I just think that he's gonna be the portal into the Suns, mm. and then you know, and then what you'll eventually get, you'll get a Tig, you'll get a, you know, what I'm saying,
1: yeah. I I don't know. I'm I I'm I'm cautious about that because I I, I don't know because I've seen Angel and EZ both be uh not trigger happy but be sort of reckless in their in what they do and they don't always think things through very completely, even though easy is super smart. He's not exactly long-term critical thinking about a lot of stuff. And it does seem like he kind of acts a bit more rash than he should sometimes. So I don't know, I, maybe, but I, I, feel, I just, I feel, I, like
0: I, couldn't say. I feel very good that that's what's going to happen. I'll be shocked if it doesn't happen. <laughs> I'd be shocked if they just like if he just starts talking and they just shoot him. I'd be shocked. I think they, I, you know, what I think it is they want to have a son's character be a regular on the show. What and he's the perfect one because he's a Hispanic himself, right? And um, and I know for certain that Kurt, Kurt Sutter loves that guy, the actor. Mm. So, um, because I think he was supposed to play another part and it went to someone else and they made that character for him so he loves that guy the guy that plays him so um i just feel like this is the way to bring him in and it's going to look hairy for a while and then it's going to work itself out right where, and then he's going to be the point person that you'll see from the sons um yeah
1: well right and and i think if they had wanted to kill him that they would have brought the they would have brought everybody else into it you know they they because right now they they admitted that they don't know. So I mean, because they could have, they could have killed him at the funeral if they wanted to. They mm-hmm. didn't. I I feel like yeah, there's something in the setup here that's uh, a little bit important, and I don't expect that we're going to know even maybe next uh, episode everything. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it could be. It could very well be. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that that would be a bad way to go either. Because happy was a good character
0: great character, one of my favorite characters,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: so. it made me happy,
1: so I think we covered everything inside of this episode I mean you know for as for as few real story points as there were in the episode itself, it was a pretty big episode altogether there was a there was a lot of stuff that sort of happened in the scope of those few story points, so it was a it was pretty i think it was a really good episode this time around. I concur. So uh, so I I, you know, I'm going to start closing out these episodes by saying one of the things that I continually think about after we leave our podcast is how the the Mayans stands up in terms of uh, its staying power with its audience. And something that I've been thinking about recently is how the um how the actual ratings sort of are um and you know it's funny because last season it seemed like they were so strong right and this season i feel like it opened a little weaker but it stayed pretty consistent right
0: right no so yeah it's been pretty pretty decent numbers
1: uh, which, which I think is uh, is a, a fairly good testament to the fact that we, uh, that as a group, the people who watch uh, Mayans are fairly cohesive. I I don't feel like it really drops a ton every in any way. Um, but I, I was also wondering if do do you feel like you are you still seeing a lot of people talk about this across social media?
0: Not not like I would hope. Um, you know, it does have, unfortunately, um, things going against it, you know? Um, like what? Like, Sons was so beloved, you know what I mean? And so, and then the characters are so beloved and everybody loves that. So people were always going to say, oh, it's not, Sons of Anarchy, right? Right. my thing is, you know what? Like, like Better Call Saw, for example, just use them as an example, mm-hmm. is a completely different show than than um Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. And it's awesome, you know? Uh Frasier is a very different show than um Cheers. Uh and their spin-offs. And I feel like this show is um, very more similar than those shows are to the to the original um but and then they have a hispanic cast too so although that opens the doors for you know hispanic hispanic audiences um in some ways that could you know maybe some people may feel like they don't want to see a all hispanic cast you know I don't know um I got to you know I guess I would have to do research and see how that's playing but i love the show and i think it's awesome and i'll you know hopefully it'll last a long time which i think it will because it gets it,
1: it it did open a lot stronger than we are at uh at season i mean at episode three but but the i think that it's still this is still strong enough to be considered uh it still feels hit like it doesn't feel like it's that it's losing, it's hemorrhaging viewers. And, and it's, it's pretty solid in terms of the actual core. I mean, we're only down. Well, well, I guess we're down a little bit, but not that much. I mean, by the end of uh, by the end of season two, we had uh, in millions, we had what 1.22, 1.23, and last, this last episode was at 1.11. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 1.12. So, uh, you know, it's not down that much in terms of overall uh, percentage. And it does seem like it might, and it's actually up from the week before. So as things sort of maybe go by, it might actually gain a little bit more traction. My one concern, though, is it. it seems like this season is actually only seven episodes instead of ten. Right. So that gives it a, a fairly limited run in terms of the quality of it. But I guess we'll see. So I just wanted to end on, you know, giving a, a bit of an update on where we were ratings wise, because that does seem to be an important thing moving into the, uh, a, as we look at a season two, season twos tend to be make or break for a series. So Sophomore
0: slump sometimes. What's that? Uh, sometimes it has that sophomore slump.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I get the sense that uh that this is in it for maybe a, that it's got another season in it. And then they would make a choice, but we'll see. I guess we'll see. Okay, well, All right. So how can people find you on social media, Kente?
0: You can get me at Kente F on um Twitter, Kente Ferguson, on Instagram, and of course the website is org. How can they get you?
1: And you can find me on Twitter at Following Bliss One. And you can check out my websites at moviesmakethemeal.com and criticallaughs.com.